Welcome to the Mastery Podcast with your host, Mark Coles. I have dedicated the last 15 years as a fitness professional to mastering my mind, my craft, and my business. It is my passion and mission to help each of you to do the same. Over the coming episodes, I will be providing you with all the necessary tools to be able to take full control of your career and your life. I'm really looking forward to going on this very exciting journey with you. So let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Mastery Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, Here in the UK, I am confident, well, we're all confident, especially among the team at M10, that the uh, lockdown restrictions may be something that's coming up we don't know when but at least we've got a glimmer of hopes when i saw on the news this morning about the uh you know boris johnson having to make a decision sooner or later about the plans out so we have something to look forward to in terms of you know especially getting back to gyms training personal training um and restoring a degree of normality um but today on this episode um i have a guest who many of you will be familiar with um, and uh, he's been on the podcast before, and he's going to be appearing on the podcast a hell of a lot more uh, due to recent events with the way that we're developing the business. Um, Dan, great to have you, bud. Thank you. Good to be back again. <laughs> yeah, back again. Well, guys, the episode that Dan and I did at the beginning of the pandemic about personal training, um, believe it or not, was listened to probably the second most ever podcast on the, the show. And it's kind of like, you know, if guests are popular, then let's get them back on. Um, but guys, a little introduction, um, you know, to to Dan and our relationship. Those of you who, who listen to the podcast, follow myself, M10, the brand, Dan. Um, Dan joined M10, is it seven years ago now? Yeah, just over seven. seven. Just over seven years. And our relationship has developed, um, like in any businesses, as people are trying to work out each other and develop relationships. We've had our ups and downs in business, and um, but our relationship has has grown um, as we've both grown. And uh, this year, Dan and I uh, are very close to finalising an agreement and a partnership on our personal training mentorship and the education moving forward, um, and co-directors of that part of the business. So, you know, Dan's <laughs> as big as you can get member of the, the M10 family, um, plays a huge part in the the business um, in terms of personal training, directing the, directing the personal trainers and the education. And we are co-directors in the uh, personal training mentorship. So um, I wanted to do put together more episodes with Dan. Um, you know, we've been talking about this and you're going to hear Dan and I talk a lot more because we've got a huge vision. We've got a massive global vision. It's been, you know, uncovering for, for years and years since we've been developing the, the mentorship. But with Dan alongside me, as many of you, if you own a business will know, you can't grow a business on your own. You need a team. And Dan and I are a very strong unit together. We share a very common vision in um, helping fitness professionals to take their passion and purpose and build a successful career. And um when we team up, we're strong, very, very strong. And uh, we are going to be impacting the lives of thousands of coaches over the years and personal trainers through our mentorship and coaching programs, as well as everything else that we do. So what we wanted to do in today's episode um, is talk to you all about um, some very important traits of personal trainers. We're going to talk to personal trainers today, and this will carry over to fitness professionals, fitness business professionals, you know, but here's the thing. To be a successful personal trainer, we've seen over the years that there are a, a, an amount of traits, and we've identified 13 or 14. Is that right, Dan? 
yeah. We could have carried on going on, but I think we, we narrowed it down. Yeah, yeah. So what I wanted to do today was to talk you through six of them and just give you an, an idea of what skill sets personal trainers, fitness professionals possess who are moving for, forward and developing their careers. Um, but before we do, you know, just to, you know, chat out the conversation a little bit before we blast into this. How's everything been going for you, Dan, over the last couple of years? I know obviously the last six weeks we've all been locked down. How they, yeah. How's everything been going for you? Yeah, things are well, mate. Like we, we've spoken about, kind of, I think this third one's been the most difficult one for a lot of the people that I'm speaking to, the coaches and clients alike, just simply because kind of there was no end in sight. So as you said right at the start, it'll be nice if we can get some a definitive answer of, when we can expect to be getting the doors open again, although it would be relatively new normality, it'll just be nice to, I mean, I've been speaking to the boys this morning, it'd be nice when we can actually get in, get in the gym and get back to relative normality. But yeah, as always, mate, uh, every day is a new day, we adapt and survive. As you've always heard me say, kind of, it's been a tough year, but most of you coaches and guys listening to this podcast, you've survived. So onwards and upwards and each day is a new day to continue to be the best versions of yourselves exactly exactly and, and it's been amazing because you know you and i have been able to pivot big time with the mentorship and the online coaching has developed and the guys are coaching their clients and you know we've been able to adapt don't get me wrong we can't wait to get back to the gym um but it's amazing how many fitness professionals and the, the, you know the coaches that you're dealing with as well dan who have risen to the challenge yeah. you know risen to the challenge it's, it's really i mean the whole phrase kind of the cream's rising to the uh, the top kind of is is never been truer in regards to it's been tough and as i've said to a lot of the people that i'm working with i don't think we'll ever go through a time like this again both in a positive and a negative spin because it's given us as coaches a real good chance to run the rule over our business to mm -hmm. see then identify those areas that potentially we're not too hot on and it's given us a little bit of time that we'd never previously had to continue reinvesting in the areas that we need to and also updating systems and the stuff that you talk we talk about all the time to be able to go back into the gym and provide the best quality of service for our clients as well well i mean you and i a classic example we speak all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've, we, we, we've our relationship and the business relationship that not just you and me have got M10, the team, everybody's speaking a lot. Yeah, yeah. And out of those conversations come opportunities. And I think that a lot of people kind of look very negatively at what's happened with the pandemic. But uh, realistically, there's been a huge opportunity to learn, huge opportunity, as you said, to identify where your weaknesses lie. And like you said, we're not going to get this opportunity again. Yeah. You know, it, it's an incredible time. Um, now, the topic that we wanted to discuss today, um, was that me? I think that was. Um, the topic we wanted to discuss today was the traits of successful personal trainers, fitness professionals. If you are progressing your career, then you only got to look at what successful people do. And one thing that we've all done, Dan's done, I've done, is... We don't model to the point where we copy, but we see things that people do well. And the first one that we discussed when we went through this as a team, one of the most important things we do at M10 is we discuss the code of best practice, the code, the standards that we have as a business. I don't define them. We define them. And so when we look at what we're doing well within the business, we talk to the team and say, look, you know, everybody's moving forward with their health. Everybody's moving forward with their body and their appearance. And we pride in that. You know, from your perspective, Dan, this trait that we see in trainers that prioritize their health, their body, and their appearance, what do you see as the key 
benefits to a fitness professional that prides themselves in those three areas? Well, I think it goes back to a lot of what we speak about in regards to our six pillars, obviously sleep, sleep, stress and digestion being three of them. If you don't try and test it on yourself, then how are you expected to be able to accurately describe and empathize with your clients when they're going on a life changing journey? So, again, the whole prioritizing health and body, you talk about it a lot in regards to trainers being in shape. By no means do we mean being shredded all year round, but kind of taking due care of and attention over how they look, how they present themselves, uh, their own body and their own kind of dedication to the craft and understanding their bodies and everything that goes along with the, the meridian of things that we can is I think is vital and kind of we are our own best teachers and from from my own experience kind of all the ticks and troubles that I've had with my own body in regards to small injuries and kind of dysfunction and all the kind of factors that we talk about on our mentorship that we should be looking at with clients the best way to be able to kind of understand them better is to look at your your own sleep, look at your own stress and kind of really use yourself as a coach, as a test dummy to be trying out all these different methods and these modalities to truly understand your craft. Because from an authentication standpoint, kind of you can speak about it at such a higher level if you understand it, as opposed to just as we're going to speak about in a bit, just reciting what you've heard from certain books and certain certain trainers and potential podcast so kind of being your own kind of student and looking at your own health body and appearance is is, vi- is a vital component to being a good po- coach because you're not going to le- you're going to learn more from yourself than you are from anybody else and that ability to then converse it to clients that we're talking to yeah and, and i think to, to go hand in hand with that we are you know I, I think i said this in a in a in a post the other day we are assuming as being a coach the leader role in a relationship of two people and we speak to a lot of coaches and we do it, you know, especially on the mentorship, we will bring to personal trainers attention if they're not in shape. And as you rightly said, they don't have to be shredded. They don't have to be jacked, inverted commas. Um, but taking pride in your appearance and your professionalism, it's a carryover to your standards, but your clients are watching. Mm-hmm. Your clients are watching you all the time. And they subconsciously, they, they, they will be thinking, you know, is there some leadership on display here is this person chain training i mean you know from being in m10 every day you know the the guys are the epitome of what we teach and when clients see everybody training everybody looking after their health drinking water you know walking their walk it's a opportunity for the client to be inspired by you so as you said rightly not only is it to do with your own commitment to you know, the things that we're trying to learn, if we try and learn something and we need to teach it as a coach to a client, if we don't understand it, then we can't authentically teach it, right? And as a result of not being able to teach it, it's only because we've not lived it. And it's easy saying one thing, but doing it's another. So that's why <coughs> you and I are so big on just ensuring that all the coaches go through the journey. I don't think there's one that hasn't. No, I think, well, latest Richard's just had a photo shoot, hasn't he? But every, from where I started seven years ago, everybody's gone through some form of body transformation because if we're to be known as a body transformation center and kind of gym, kind of, you've got to, again, you've got to have been there to, as you said, authentically talk to your clients about that. How can you talk to them about the feelings and the thoughts they're going to be having when embarking on a life-changing journey if you've not been there yourself? Yeah. 
uh, of course. Uh, you know, we could spend the whole episode of the podcast talking about prioritizing health and body. And, and also, you know, one thing you and I talk about a lot, you know, sleep. Yeah. Now, we're, we're going to be working long hours if we want to build a business, build a reputation, build a brand, um, maximizing your sleep, you know, things like digestion, you know, you're going to come across a lot of clients with digestive problems. I've had it for years, not now, but I was bloated. I, I had, you know, um, spots around my eyes. And you remember when I had that and then it was like, okay, let me go and research this. Let me understand this. And by prioritizing my health and understanding what the problems are, you've had shoulder problems, right? Yeah. by understanding what they are and how you can address them, you then come across a client and go, well, I've, I've worked on all these with myself and now I can, I can implement those with my clients. So we've got inspiration. We've got action in terms of clients. Um, and, and then you've actually got the authenticity because you're teaching something that you've been through yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, no better way than understanding it is on yourself and be your, your own greatest student as well. It's, it's, it, I think kind of as one of the biggest traits of success, kind of it's, it's such it's such a vital component yeah now moving on to number two this was an interesting one um and uh one when the guys came up you know i really like this because um we use the word consistent now this is a big one with you right yeah 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 consistency is huge for any trainer listen to this kind of the whole adage that we always speak about kind of you get out what you put in and you've just mentioned about long hours as a personal trainer but being consistent is imperative because the phrase consistency builds momentum and no matter i speak to my clients and the mentees and the coaches that i work with alike that kind of momentum is vital for any sort of progression in this industry in no matter which area that you're looking at momentum is vital and we always talk about kind of no matter how slow the cart's moving as long as it's moving there's momentum and just kind of it's again can be monotonous for some people it can be overwhelming for a lot of people but doing the same day in day out and kind of really having that overview and that long distance view of what the end goal is that's so vital and you'll be able to attribute this to Mark. Obviously you've been in the industry 20 years, but kind of every day your actions will depict what you want to achieve in life. So kind of making sure consistency is for me out of the six, we're going to talk about today is probably the most vital component. And I've seen great successes in my life and it's no coincidence. Our relationships grown M10 as a business and the education has grown. The more consistent we've been with our action and kind of for any trainer listening to this kind of it's, it's 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 going to be a vital kind of part of what you do and no matter how difficult it seems sometimes how hard it is how motivated you can be how overwhelmed you feel just keep moving and kind of we're not expecting perfection but kind of progress and like we say that consistency and keep that attention to task and it will serve you well in the long run and you may not reap the rewards within a month of becoming a personal training or even a year or five i mean Personally, I've been in the industry 12 to 13 years uh, and I've probably only really seen the kind of the rewards and kind of my career really start to skyrocket in the last four to five years. Uh-huh. But I've never, ever lost sight of what my end goal is and what my role in the industry is going to be and how I see myself. And it's just kind of it's like the whole phrase Groundhog Day, isn't it? It's just getting up every single day with the sole intention to be better yeah. and just making sure that that consistency is, is is key to your success yeah and then with consistency um and momentum you have something to measure right and i think this is really important as you said if you're consistent with your diet with the goal of losing body fat it's not going to happen on week one right week three week seven week 12 
you should be looking at five or six percent body fat down a little bit more possibly but that consistency with the diet and the changes and the drops and the adjustments and the same training the same intensity the same sleep pattern the same clients every single day at one point in your career you get rewarded like with body fat loss at one point during the 12 16 20 weeks you get rewarded and as you said you know 78 years into your career wow then you start to do things that feel like you're being rewarded. But when we notice that people are being, I mean, you look at somebody, if you be, meet a friend every single week and one week is nice and the next week he's nasty and then the next week he doesn't show up and you think, ah, I, I just don't know whether I want to hang around with that person. That level of inconsistency doesn't get rewarded. And so with consistency, we were talking a second ago about once consistency is in place, then momentum picks up, then something gets measured, which is a result and guess what happens when we get a result, improve our self-confidence. Yeah. And you and I both know that self-confidence is, is a big stumbling block for coaches, right? But what's the biggest phrase in the industry at the moment is kind of, we're changing habits, okay? How are habits changed? That single word consistency. Yeah. If so you're true. sticking to your nutrition plan one day off the next day, on the next day, you're not going to build any new habits and kind of you're going to always revert to type. So kind of in regards to everything that we impart as coaches nowadays, in regards to the results we want to achieve, the lifestyles we want to improve, habits we want to get better, and the true transformational change with clients we want to go through, it all stems to one thing, and it's consistency and attention to task. And that's that's it. If again, what we the whole kind of what what we can't what we don't manage, we can't measure is, is, is such a true phrase in the industry at the moment, because it doesn't matter. I always say to my guys, it doesn't matter if you're eating a slice of pizza a day, every day, eat it every day, because from that consistency of pizza, we can measure something and we can make adjustments where necessary. If it's one slice of pizza a day, then 10 the next day, seven it, there's no consistency there. So again, the art of consistency is coaches, but also everything we try to impart with the people that we work with is going to be so vital and kind of as we speak about quite a lot with the education that we run kind of understanding your clients in regards to gain that consistency is, is a key component of a coach as well right yeah yeah, yeah of course and, and at the end of the week you turn around to a client i used to i used to not enjoy doing this but but you know I, i'd get a client come in and they hadn't stuck to their diet now providing that there wasn't some of the psychological stuff they have to work through and they just go yeah i had a blip and i go okay just do the same again we need a consistent week yeah. because then I can measure something. But if you've told me that you've been off plan, I, I, I can't measure that because I've got nothing to work on. I'm not just going to change your calories to account for you being sloppy. And it's the same with coaches on the gym floor. If you're inconsistent with floor walking, if you're inconsistent with putting your content on social media, you've got nothing that you can measure and therefore you can't make any change and therefore you're not going to get a reward from inconsistency. I love that. And, and, and you know, you and I, again, can stay on consistency for hours because, uh, you know, look at the traits of people prioritize their health, their body and their appearance and they're consistent, they get rewarded. Um, now, the third one that we looked at with, was education focused and, you know, you and I, adore our education, you know, um, and been doing it for many, many years. But a trait that, um, let's say, let's say what's, a, what's a downside then necessarily to a, to a coach that's not education focused, that hasn't got that as a priority for themselves? Well, one of the biggest things that coaches want to do in the industry is increase the prices over time. Yeah. And in my opinion, if you're not re-educating, you have no right whatsoever to increase your prices because what extra value you offer your clients? We know... Mm -hmm. Again, I probably put 
10, 15% of my wages every single year and re-educate myself in some shape or form, whether that be yeah. mentoring with people, doing courses. Obviously, you did John D. Martini's course, uh, The Breakthrough Experience, last week. So even this deep we are in the industry, we still, we still put a massive premise on education simply because we know in the fitness industry, it's so ever-changing. It's moving at such a rate of knots that if you're not re-educating, you're going to fall behind very quickly. And one thing we always we've always said, Mark, we've always spoke about is for coaches to be specific with your education. Don't be that coach that just does every, you're like a rabbit in the headlights where you see a course and you like it and kind of you go for it. We don't say, we not don't mean do every course known to man, but have a structure around your education and understand why you're doing it in regards to, as you talk about often, and you'll be able to talk about it better than me, but is it living, are you doing education relatable to the values that you have? Yeah, kind true. of. Is your education congruent with the person, the coach that you want to become, or are you just hopping from course to course and not actually applying anything? Right. So when it comes to education, we say a lot is and every course you do, you've got to take a little bit of time off after the course to make sure that you're accurately applying everything that you've learned. So many coaches in the industry nowadays do a, a hell of a lot of courses, but they're no further than it was five, six, seven years ago because they've lost, they've not done the one vital component of education, which is application, right? Okay, yeah. So uh, for me, kind of education for the boys that work at M10, myself and yourself, Mark, is it's it's a vital component, but be very specific with your education. Don't just bounce from course to course. Have a structure and understand the end, like we've said over a couple of the points already, the end goal of the course. And the most important thing is to be able to practically apply what you're learning. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the coaches at M10, I mean, we say, you know, yes, they're learning, yes, they're going on courses, but you go in the gym at any one time, Dan, you know, and, and you know this more than me now, you see the coaches talking about physiology, biochemistry, whatever, you know, they're talking about program design and clients that are struggling. To me, that's education because you're you're utilizing each other to learn and challenge each other and grow. In certain environments for a lot of personal trainers, either they're the smartest person in the gym or education isn't a priority. I know a lot of the commercial gyms, the PTs are in there to do loads of hours. And the funny thing is, you and I were talking about this the other day, uh, yesterday, today actually, um, many personal trainers, three, four, five years into their career, one, they're not earning any more money. And, and, you know, we said to the team today, you know, if they had no progression, there'd be stagnation. And when you're stagnation, you're frustrated. And a lot of personal trainers end up blaming the gym, blaming the clients that they've got, moaning about the clients that they've got, but they're not getting rewarded. Well, you and I both know, we both weren't the brightest at school. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's me saying you're not bright. We had a conversation earlier about it. It sounds like I'm just saying, you weren't clever enough. Um, but there was stuff that we, we, we were not particularly academic in some areas. Yeah. yeah. But then you join the fitness industry and you start studying the things that we both love. And then you become committed to enjoying the reward that that brings. Charging more, getting better results, feeling more confident. And so a, co a coach who isn't education focused will often start to say, I'm burnt out. I'm not enjoying my career. My clients aren't getting results. This isn't what it actually um, was supposed to be cracked out. You haven't done what's necessary to give you that reward, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. The kind of, and on the other side of the coin is kind of, as you quite right, rightly mentioned earlier on, like education is not a big thing in some 
some places and one thing we can both agree some of the the nicest people and some of our best friends in the industry have, we've met them where we've met them on courses yeah. because if you're going on course and consistently re-educating you're going to be in a realm of like-minded people people that think like you people yeah. that are are destined to become great coaches simply because you surround yourself with that excellence. Uh, a big thing for me is a saying that I've always thought about and kind of is I'd never want to be the smartest person in a room because yeah, I wouldn't learn. So kind of put myself into vulnerable situations where I'm surrounded by people that are further on in a career or know, potentially know more about a certain topic. I mean, we're lucky at M10 because the, the atmosphere in there is infectious in regards to the thirst for learning. So I speak from a kind of very privileged position in regards to the boys that we have at M10 are constantly, constantly talking about things they're learning. So it's an environment that constitutes growth. But it's understanding that a lot of you guys listening to this podcast, you aren't surrounded by that. So if you aren't surrounded by that, go and find it. And the only place you're going to find that is in places which inspire you and places and positions where you're going to be around like-minded people. So as well as kind of becoming a more educated trainer, the goal of meeting new people and living, as we spoke about before, living to your higher values and being surrounded by success is only going to breed, breed one thing. And that's success. The whole Jim Rome saying of kind of you're as successful as the five people you spend around, spend your most time around. Who are you spending time around and look around you, not so much at the moment because we're in lockdown, but when you're back in the gym, do you, are you that coach that spends having jokes in the cafe with fellow colleagues or bouncing around? Or are you kind of, have you got your head in a book and on the gym floor conversing with people, trying to make people's lives better? No, so, so true. Environment, right? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Now, this is one, you know, you, you and I have um, discussed many, many times. Uh incredible passion to know ourselves to find ourselves and what we notice with trainers who we say success is, is subjective at the end of the day because success for one person might be making loads of money success to somebody might literally be you know a quality of life and an amount of hours that they want to work to fulfill their family and their life and their holidays and whatever they want to do but one thing we can't deny is success is linked to progress and and, uh, you know, we talked about prioritizing healthy body, being consistent and learning more. But one thing we notice in trainers that are content and moving forward in their careers is they are they are their true, authentic self. And, uh, you know, you and I have been talking a lot about the fact that, you know, social media in the fitness industry, whilst it's a phenomenal thing. Um, and I, I did say this to somebody the other day. It's back in the day when we were watching TV uh, only and there wasn't social media. We talked about this comparison thing, which we'll get into in a second. But whether it was magazines, you know, we're looking at the Marlboro Man back in the day and the magazines when he was on the Cowboy. And guys were like, I just want to be that. He's probably got more than I've got. We've, we've always had this comparison thing, but, but no, especially in the... Nobody, nobody on here is going to understand the Marlboro Man. Damn, really, really showing our age now, Mark. You're supposed to say something something a little bit more related a bit, bit, bit relatable yeah <laughs> nobody so if you remember right <laughs> well they used to be smoking on the back of magazines i remember those <laughs> but i had pictures of the cowboy the marlboro man guys just go on the internet and type in marlboro man 1936 when i was younger after the war right <laughs> just after the war yeah but but do you know what you know, there's always been this kind of element of, of comparison around. It's become heightened with social media and seeing so many different people giving us this idea of, 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 of a, of a perfect, perfect life in terms of what people see. Um, but this whole idea of living 
truly according to you and you know you said to me a second ago which we we, we were inevitably going to touch on living according to your highest values you know i live every single day according to what i'm deeply inspired to do i love to teach i love to um study i love personal development i love my team and growing the business with with you guys and i'm doing what i love and and very early on in my career i found myself searching going down like a, a therapy route, a movement, no, nothing against the kind of movement world in the fitness industry. I wasn't inspired. I didn't, I didn't feel like I belonged there, but I thought that that's where I needed to be in the industry, but I wasn't very happy doing it. And then when I suddenly started to find lifting, body composition, getting lean and adding some muscle, I suddenly felt like I belonged. But that's where I my what that's where my true authentic self was. And that's when I realized, ah, I've not been living according to my true authentic self up till then. And I know you know what that feels like, right? And and I think it's just a great discussion point that we notice, you know, it takes a while to find it, but if you don't start looking for what it is, you can very often live your life imitating somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. And for for everything that I see, kind of, especially all the coaches that I speak to kind of at the moment, kind of. As, we, as you said earlier, social media is a big thing, that whole kind of everybody's putting stuff on that and everybody wants to be like somebody else. And I think I came up with a phrase earlier on, kind of one things I talk to a lot of my guys about and I'm very, very big on myself is kind of understanding that as human beings, we have a superpower. And I it came, to, it came to light earlier on when I was speaking to Mark, but kind of your superpower is being yourself. Like I say to a lot of coaches and this art of comparison like when we talk about stress when we talk about sleep we're not reinventing the wheel different people will be talking about stress but essentially the stress response is exactly the same it doesn't change but the difference being that when I teach a stress response nobody can teach it better than me because I'm teaching it as Dan Smith and my superpower and you everybody listening your superpower is you are you and there's no the the whole point of being human is apart unless you're a twin kind of no, but there's not, there's not to any two of you. So kind of being your true authentic self and not trying to compare yourself to anybody else, because you're not like, unfortunately you're not like on any boats. I'd love to have the body of Simeon Panda or whoever kind of you look at idolizing the industry and kind of a physique that you, you aspire to have, but it's ultimately being happy with the physique I have because I'm Dan Smith and there's nobody in the world that's like me. Which is special. But on that point, you know, just you you said sorry, I just you know, it was interesting when we discussed that point because at the end of the day, if you were dedicating yourself to training two hours a day, eating the quantity of food that some bodybuilders would do, um, and dedicating yourself to running a social media platform and ending up being a social media influence, you wouldn't be fulfilled because your life truly is about personal training building your business building your reputation as an educator and therefore it wouldn't actually benefit you to be to be like that right and i think that's that that's that fantasy of i don't get me wrong you know i've had a point where right now you know i actually know what it was like to be 120 kilos yeah i know what that's like i know how uncomfortable eating was i know how sleep was, was 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 a challenge for me and right now, the way that we're living our life, carrying my body weight that I am now, being strong, training, this aligns so well with everything that I do. So we can look at what other people have got, but we don't actually see 
the downsides of that relevant to the things that we currently love more than anything. I mean, you love, you know, your son and, and, and going out and about and, you know, coaching your clients and doing a remote coaching online. And then suddenly we look at coaches and go, but would you want to be that person? Because at the end of the day, I truly do believe that whoever anybody is today, they're displaying what it is that they truly want to be doing, right? Yeah, and it's it's like you always say, kind of, it's so vital that, but a lot of people don't actually understand what it is they want because they're so confused about yeah, what their yeah. true authentic self looks like. Yeah. So this is why we're so in the mentorship and when you hear your podcast and I speak, it's so much, so much kind of on personal development because understanding yourself is a vital component. So when we talk about your true authentic self, a lot of you guys listen to this currently today, I would hazard a guess, and this is me speaking out of turn, but you don't know who you are, which is fine. But if you haven't been on a journey of self-discovery, which I've been on now for, God, 18, 19 years, and I'm still learning stuff about myself every single day. So kind of, yeah, the, being being a true version of yourself and comparing yourself to no one is vital in regards to you progressing as well because those self-imposed limitations that you will put on yourself because you're not earning this money, you're not getting the results so-and-so's getting, you don't look like so-and-so. It's just a self-imposed limit. I mean, we as human beings, we can do what we want to do, but understanding yeah. yourself is of, of, is of the highest importance before you can start to progressively move forward with anything you want to do, right? 100%. And you know what? We've noticed something massively in our careers um, when we are massively challenged emotionally by not feeling good enough or comparing ourselves to other people, we've also, you and I have noticed this, trainers that are doing that find retaining information very difficult because they're so stressed. Yeah. And they go on all these courses, they learn everything, they don't know how to apply it on their social media because they're not being true to themselves, they're trying to be somebody else. And there's this character that's going through trying to learn things, thinking learning those things is going to make them a better coach. Finding you and then learning makes learning a damn sight easier because it's going into someone that's true and authentic, you know? Um, go on, go on. No, 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 no. I was, I was, that's fine. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, good, you've stopped. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the, no, number five was... Um, <clears throat> that's been... <laughs> so number five... Um, we looked at um, you know something we pride ourselves on with M10 um, massively is professionalism, mm. and um, you know we really talk about it. You know when we sit down with the team, we're drilling it into the team all the time. In fact, in fact, I wouldn't say drilling it into the team because the one thing that we don't do with the business is tell everybody how to be. We all agree that the route to us being successful is professional and i know that that's a value of mine and we don't try and make it a value of the guys but the value the guys value it because they see the value in it um and ultimately professionalism you know for us it's you know if you look at businesses that aren't professional they don't end up receiving referrals they don't end up working with the type of clients that are prepared to pay them the type of money if they're prepared to, if they want to charge more per hour, right? Yeah. And as you said, rightly, you know, it's what you're known for. And when you're walking into a gym, do you want to be known for scruffy, untidy, uh, foul-mouthed, lack of attention to people? Do you want to be known for that? If you go into, Dan and I have talked about this, we both like nice places. 
quality hotels, first class travel. Why? Because one, you deserve to, but two, you see professionalism. And for me, over the years, you know, whether it's hotels or restaurants, I don't go and have a meal and not take on board. Listen, there's something that people that are charging good money and got a great reputation do. Professionalism, but what are they displaying? Um, and, and as you said, you know, what you're known for, you know, and I think from a coaching perspective, and you'll see this, there's a very common trait between trainers that are stagnating and successful. The successful ones are displaying a high degree of professionalism, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's like we say with all the coaches that we put through the education, it's kind of, it's understanding what people are saying about you and kind of understanding that your quality of service from top to bottom kind of is going to be a representation of how people perceive you. And when people are talking about you in the local area or in the gym, kind of what other things are saying about you in regards to how you look, how you carry yourself, the information you impart, how helpful you are, how polite you are, how courteous, all these co-factors that we take for granted. This is why we say M10, like when we're in the gym, kind of no matter what the boys have got on their head, if they've had an argument or they're not feeling great today, as soon as they cross that white line, of course, they're there for the clients. And it's vitally important because just one day off or, one day where they're feeling a little bit under the weather or annoyed at something, if they carry it onto the gym floor, that could, again, it, it doesn't take long for people to start saying, oh, so-and-so is grumpy or so-and-so is not happy or the persona of so-and-so is not great. And for, for me, it's I've always been very good at kind of knowing that kind of, it's essentially, for want of a better phrase, it's showtime. When you go onto the gym floor kind of and you're received by your clients, you're there to make it the best hour of their day. So yeah. having your problems, so how you carry yourself, the, the education that you impart, the whole client journey is going to be vitally important. And it is understanding, it's humanizing yourself as a coach as well and understanding you're not going to get everything perfect. Mm -hmm. You are going to make mistakes, and but being honest enough with yourself to understand the areas that you can improve on and asking for feedback off your clients is going to be vitally important because we speak about it a lot. Perfection is not attainable, mm -hmm. but constant progress is. And it's understanding that kind of every day, is a new day to learn and kind of professionalism is going to be very high up in regards to everything that you do. M10, we pride ourselves kind of in the gym for, from, from the minute somebody walks into the door to the minute they leave, it's an A-star service. As Mark, his reference is always, it's a Ferrari, it's a Ferrari of personal training. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we see that. But if, if you as coaches kind of want see yourselves as a Ferrari of what you're doing, it's going to be vitally important and, for those of you kind of haven't got an idea of what, what professionalism looks like, like we've said, go to a place that's a little bit nicer or go to a gym that you high and hide regard and see what they're doing and mirror that because, yeah. again, what people are saying about you is going to be vital, vitally important in regards to your progression in life and in the industry as well. And as a, as a direct response to that, the more professional you're regarded, um, somebody then reaches out and says, your friend's referred to me, says that he absolutely thought the, the service was spot on, the results he achieved, the attention to detail. This goes to say for online coaches. There's a lot of online coaches that are just assuming a client signing up with them. Yeah, happy days, sending over a program, sending over a template, not having the highest regard for professionalism. And as a result, the client stays six weeks, doesn't tell any friends. People that see something professional want to tell other people because they feel like they've had the creme de la creme. And they're like, hey, my coach, he, she, proper, delivering the best service 
And and as a result, you get a referral at that level. There's a reason why Dan's been able to charge more. I've been able to charge more because of what you're known for delivering, not just the fact you're a coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so you know a trait that we've all seen: professionalism. And 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 sitting down and actually saying, what are the professional traits or, or standards that I want to run my business according to? And we regularly go through the M10 code of conduct and look at what our degrees of professionalism are um and then you as we've said on point number two then you remain consistent yeah. and you only get known for something over time not immediately um now the last one we talked about which was i know with you you and i we describe ourselves as something i'm going to let you you explain this one because we talk about enjoying working with different people and uh, there's a particular animal that you refer us both to. <laughs> and I think this is this is true, not just for me and you. It'll sound a bit, when you say it, it's like I've got this big build-up to this amazing animal, but it's a bit of a, an odd one. But when coaches, successful coaches, in our opinion, are adaptable to different personalities, and they enjoy working with different people. But I know for you, what are the benefits that you found with being that type of coach, you know, and 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 What's the animal? <laughs> it's a chameleon, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I wondered, I didn't have those things to myself. <laughs> I made it complicated. Have I said another animal at some point? Because I was trying to decide whether the chameleon was actually in an animal. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's me and my nature program. chameleon, isn't it? And I've always, as you've heard, always heard me say, Mark, I've learned, I've been in industry a long time now, and I've learned so much more about human behavior, psychology, mindset, from working with such a vast degree of people that we've got to be adaptable. Uh, all the new trainers that I speak to nowadays, kind of they want to identify their perfect avatar, but I try to repel yeah. them against that to begin with. If you're an early trainer, work with every single type of person because that's where you're going to really learn and perfect your craft when it comes to the most important subjects like mindset and psychology. I've got a very avid saying in regards to when I work with clients, kind of, I don't have a particular avatar of what they look like. My one requirement is their ability to change this, their mind, and look, being able to facilitate delving into mindset and psychology. I don't care whether they're 15 stone overweight or they're anorexic for want of a better word like both ends of the scale kind of for me it's not having a perfect avatar it's understanding that they come to me with the with the objective to change so working with yeah. a vast amount of people is going to be vital for those you guys that are new to the gym or in your early years of your career even you, you guys that have been in industry years kind of i still will i won't turn anyone away because kind of there is always something new to be learned. And the minute you stop learning and the minute you stop listening to your clients and taking on board the the emotions and things that they're doing is the day that you start to stagnate. And I've always said in my career, I will be personal training until you drag me off the gym floor. Albeit as my role starts to change, kind of the amount of personal training I'll do will, will reduce a little bit. But kind of in order for me to authentically be able to keep on top of my craft, working with a vast array of different people from all walks of life is what's going to set you apart. We always speak yeah. about Mark in regards to the people that we've worked with kind of, I have the ability to walk into any room and find a common ground and build rapport with that set of people yeah. because I've spent so many, so much of my life working with people, so many different types of people, all ages, races from different backgrounds, kind of different, uh, social circles and it's it, it's going to be vital from a kind of coaching perspective to have a, a a massive breadth of people that you work with 
to to start to understand the commonalities and kind of it just all that's going to do it's going to kind of expand your toolbox yeah and this so, that's one of the reasons why we can sit here and say that you put any person in front of any of us any of his guys at m10 and we will guarantee you results yeah i mean we'll work with millionaires we'll yeah. work with people that are on the bread line um yeah. black white fat thin indian asian doesn't matter you know at the end of the day one of the most important things is m10 is that you're going to you're going to work hard and rightly so, Dan, you're, you, you are open-minded yeah. to the way that we can help you change the way that you look and feel, live, and your health and happiness. And if you're open-minded to that, then we can take anybody on board. And I think at the end of the day, do you know what's funny? I, I could say, yeah, you know, isolated in terms of some of the business stuff that I do. That's why I use a kind of generalized helping fitness professionals because I'll have somebody come to see me with zero self-confidence. Then I'll have somebody with lots of self-confidence. Then we'll have a personal trainer that's just started or a personal trainer that's six years in. And one of them is coming from a real broken family with real massive struggles. They're the ones coming from a really happy background but got really low self-confidence in their training ability. And unless you can move in between those people, you end up just getting to uh, – I've never dealt with that person before because I've just run away from that type of person. You know, for you and I to go into a social environment and just meet different people, talk through different challenges. I, I just find that, you know, I spoke to a, a, a colleague of mine a while ago and it was very interesting. She said, you know, you're still mentoring to this day because the challenge of working with different types of people helps me adapt the way that I teach. And I would say to you, and I'm sure you'll agree with me that all the different types of people that you work with over the years has helped you become a better teacher. Hundred percent. I'm a I'm a student every single day of my life. Yeah, I'm yeah. Something new to learn from you, from the boys I work with, from the clients I teach, from everybody I come into contact with. But it's kind of having that openness to learn, and that's what I say with kind of that adaptability that you talk so frequently of. Kind of, it's important. I mean, we use a lot of different models in regards to personal personality profile in M10. Yes, obviously, of course. We've got the values, uh, Myers-Briggs model, stages of change model that we teach on the mentorship. We've got yeah. a multitude of different personality profile testing tools that we use to decipher the type of client we're with. But all that renders pointless if you haven't got the biggest thing that we always talk about, which is that intuition. And you only yeah. gain that intuition by working with a vast array of different people. Uh, I think that's a, that's, that's a huge point. Yeah. You cannot develop intuition and start to... Uh, f- you know, when somebody walks in the room... Um, are we adapting to, as you said, calm or bring them up? Mm-hmm. You know, do we feel them? But we only get a chance to feel somebody. And this doesn't happen, you know, like um, when they were talking about expertise. You know, I was talking recently, you know, we've got Sarah, who's marketing director, you coaching coaching director and, and director of the personal training mentorship. There's not one of the senior people at the director level within 10 that's not done 10 years. No. Because... I truly do believe that's why this consistency and long game mind is so important that you really don't become good until that seven, eight, nine, ten year mark, because you've got to work with a lot of variety of people. That's why a lot of PTs go, I I just, I just don't know how to get my clients results. It's like, that's okay. You've not really worked with enough people to know. And we on a mentorship can give you as many case studies as we possibly can to give you an idea of what you do. But until you've worked at that level of, you know, adaptability with different people, you haven't developed the skill set. You're just being told what to do, right? Yeah, which ties into every, every one of the six points that we've spoken about today, the prioritizing health, consistency, education, 
the authentic self, the professionalism, they all tie into this working with different types of people. So they're all so interchangeable that these success traits that we speak of are kind of common in everybody, mm-hmm. but you just don't tap into them. And as we always speak about M10, kind of that whole acceptance and awareness kind of, but being able to be very good at auto-regulating the stuff that you're not doing. And everybody possesses the traits we talk about, yeah. but it's, it's being able to action them on all the points that we speak about, we've spoken about today. And as you just said, everybody has the possibility to display these. They're in us. Like, Dan, you're no different to me. You know, the boys at M10 are no different to me and you. We we started on the gym floor. Mm-hmm. You know, we started as PTs on the gym floor with our name badges, not knowing what the blooming hell to do, working out our systems of sales and building our own self-confidence, building these traits. And what inspires me and you and the team at M10 more than anything is giving coaches that opportunity to see their true potential as a fitness professional. And, um, you know, guys, before we finish, please just write down the traits that Dan just reminded us of. One, prioritizing health, body, and appearance. Two, consistent. Three, education-focused. Four, true living and coaching and being true to your authentic self. Professional. And enjoy working with different people, adaptable to different personalities. You know, um, these six traits, if you work on them and you work with people, you know, uh, April the 19th, we start our next personal training mentorship, six months with us for 24 weeks, instilling these traits and learning all the science, theory, the practical ability and being mentored by one of the M10 team. You will not find a better mentorship for personal trainers. Um, and, uh, you know, Dan and I, you know, welcome you all just click the link in my bio, bio, Dan's bio, go to m10life.com. You'll see all the information. Um, but, uh, you know, we wanted to bring this episode together today to, to give you a real good understanding of these traits. You know, what is it that you've got to be working on to get to where you want to be getting to not just individual pieces of education, working on you to become the type of professional that gets you to where you want to be. Um, Dan, I really enjoyed this. You know, the opportunity for me and you to just talk about what we love, but use this podcast as an episode to be able to share with other coaches and then hopefully see coaches through our education program and let us take you deeper into the world that we, uh, that, that we, that we've developed and, and, and hopefully see you guys on it. But, uh, um, Dan, absolute pleasure, bud. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. Um, guys, um, if you if you want to follow Dan, what's your Instagram name, Dan? Uh, Dan Smith underscore Coach. Cool. Um, and uh, so you can follow Dan. Um, I'll you'll obviously see the episode everywhere, guys. Um, but please do drop Dan and I a message. Please share the podcast. Uh, take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. If this lands on your Instagram page and your colleagues see it who don't know us, and it puts them in touch with our education, um, then you are helping me and Dan reach so many more coaches and not just helping the industry. We're helping individuals, you know, and in doing that, it helps everybody move forward with their careers. So guys, please share the podcast. um, And I really hope you enjoyed it. And just once again, Dan, thanks a lot for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you.